recently Homeboys Radio fired its anchors, its presenters, because they had infringed on the rights of women, because it seemed that laughed at a woman was uh, violently abused because she had been thrown out of uh, a city hotel after she refused uh, sexual advances from a person she had met on Facebook. So the station, Homeboys Radio, that's an urban FM station in Nairobi, Kenya, fired its top its presenters for the breakfast program, that is Chef Uero and his uh, DJ, that is DJ John Falme and uh, his co-presenter Neville because they had uh, caused an irreparable damage to women's rights. So, even as it goes on, the only, for me, the conclusion was that it was the country's largest beer maker, that is EABL, the country's largest alcoholic brand that had uh, pulled its adverse off from the morning radio show. So that's why they, that's why the station fired the presenters, which got me thinking, what's the role of advertising in media? Is it a helpful role, really, because it's the one that funds the media? Because had the alcoholic brand not pulled its adverts from, from the uh, from the morning radio show, then I don't think the station will have acted swiftly as it would have. So then that means the advertising has a far greater role in the editorial content of media even than a repressive government has, which I say, which is why I argue that the threat of the media, especially the profit, private profit-driven media, will not come from repressive governments, but it will come from advertisers because when advertisers sign that check that uh, they're giving you a product to advertise when they sign that check then in all intents intents and purposes what they're trying to say is that we expect nothing but positive publicity and that's why uh, many a times an advertiser would make a call to an editor that they didn't like a particular reporting about their brand and that story will be killed for instance in nigeria with a journalist who was covering uh, how a large company was emitting uh, emitting waste to a, to a local river that was sustaining livelihoods. But that story got killed because that company was a major advertiser in that uh, media station. So that's how stories are going to be killed. And then in Nigeria, uh, CNN pulled out killed a story it was doing about corruption in Nigeria after the Nigerian government uh, threatened that it will stop and it will pull all, uh, all of its advertising on CNN which is millions of dollars by the way if you didn't know because people like Aliko Dangote advertise on uh, CNN so you can see the role of media now media managers fear big advertisers even more than they fear uh, repressive regimes which is why we need a new funding model for the media hopefully this new model of paid subscription that has been adopted by the likes of Wall Street Journal or New York Times uh, will be the new 
will re- reduce the reliance of uh, big media on advertisers and help shift editorial policies towards issues that truly encumber the society. Even though that is uh, still to take root in Africa, then it, it is beholden that consumers shall begin paying for, for content that they consume. And content being the new uh, gold, then media should be able to make content that is appealing to readers and viewers and listeners so that they can pay for that content and sustain the media house. So that's it. I, I believe advertisers have a far negative role on the editorial policy of our media than we imagine. So you can get these ideas in my book, that is the future of media. The future of media in Africa, you can get it in my book, that is the new Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango. That is the new Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango. It's available on Amazon.com for only $4.99. I've attached the link at the top of this episode. Just copy and paste it into your browser and begin reading the first 20 pages for free. And if you like the feel and tone of the book, make a purchase for only $4.99 or in the book I basically address how Africa can move from being the periphery of the world to the front center and lead of the world. I call Africa the 1% continent so that means it just produce, produces 1% of the global economic output. So how can this 1% continent move from being the, the periphery to the 70% continent that contributes 70% of the global economic output and that simply means you will have to move from uh, we will have to produce what we consume and consume what we produce of course that would mean we major multi-billion dollar corporations multinationals that rely on raw materials from africa very cheaply will go out of business and so they will attempt to fund rebels causing stabilities military coups uh, perpetuate puppet presidents so that amidst all this chaos and instability, they mine off our resources at very cheap prices. But you know what they say, there's nothing as an idea who say must come. And you know what idea who say must come is for Africa to move from being the curtain raiser of the world to be the main actor of the world. That's a $150 trillion statement right there. So that's basically what's in the book. You can get it on Amazon.com for only 4.99. I've attached a link at the top, just copy and paste it into your browser and then begin reading the first 20 pages for free and if you like the fill and turn of the book, just uh, make a purchase for $4.99. So, you can also visit my website that is www.mabinda.com, that is www.mabinda.com. So that's basically about the book. So I've added a new section, let's do an opinion, uh, opinion pages roundup across Africa, the world, and some student newspapers. So opinion pages around Africa, here's a few I've, I've compiled. So iGambia.org, it's a very good website. iGambia.org says French bears overwhelming responsibility for the 1994. <laughs> That is France bears overwhelming responsibility for the 1994 genocide. A report that was commissioned by French President Emmanuel Macron uh, says.
So that's uh, igambia.org then digitalcongo.net In the presence of Felix Shakedi, that is the country's president of DR Congo, several agreements signed between Qatar and DR Congo have been made. So that's digitalcongo.net. That is in the presence of uh, Felix Shisakedi, several agreements signed between Qatar and DR Congo have been signed. Then Ivory Coast, that is Abidjan.net. Ivory Coast opinion pages, that is Abidjan.net. Amado Samahara, re-elected as the head of the National Assembly. That is, Amado Samahara has been re-elected as the head of the National Assembly. Then, the Nigerian Guardian, that's a leading newspaper in Nigeria. The Nigerian Guardian says, an opinion column by he say fuel subsidy chasing rats and living snakes so that is talking about the 120 billion naira fuel subsidy that many people argue should be phased out so the column is by luke onyekakea that is fuel subsidy chasing rats and living snakes and then another opinion column by tanyu tijani Imperative for courage, not fear, for Yoruba sovereignty. That is imperative for courage, not fear, for Yoruba sovereignty. That is, so I'll give just one sentence from this opinion column by Taju Tijani on Yoro, Yoruba sovereignty. That is, the Nigerian nation and its actors have been contemptuous of a desire to resolve national questions through dialogue and civilized consensus. Then the New Times Rwanda an editorial. Uh, the New Times Rwanda an editorial genocide. The reason to have hope in the latest French report on the Rwandan genocide. An editorial on the New Times Rwanda that is there is reason to have hope in the latest French report on the Rwandan genocide. And then another editorial still on the New Times Rwanda. Let President Magufuli a dictator, ordinary Tanzanians beg to differ. So that's another editorial on the New Times Rwanda, that is, Let President Magufuli a dictator, ordinary Tanzanians beg to differ. Then we go to South Africa, that's the Mail and Guardian. South Africa, Mail and Guardian, an editorial. Whistleblowers need our protection. Whistleblowers in our protection. Of course, I think about corruption cases. Without whistleblowers, corruption cases wouldn't be an us. And then Asian South Africans, it's time to fight back. That is, Asian South Africans, it's time to fight back. And then long term, another editorial, but still on the Mail and Guardian, on South Africa Mail and Guardian, long term solutions needed for South Africa's higher education. That is long-term solutions needed for South Africa's higher education. Then we look a bit on the diaspora Africa-American news. That is aframnews.com. Africa-American news. That is aframnews.com. Affirmative action, diversity, or tokenism for African-Americans. So that's an opinion piece. Affirmative action, diversity, or tokenism. And then, of course, that talks about that. Uh, diversity and inclusion 
the trend to include blacks in major corporations. So is it affirmative action, diversity, or just tokenism to, abi- to appeal for black votes? Then another one, another editorial, African, Nigerian American historically joins Biden cabinet. That is Nigerian American historically joins Biden cabinet. So that's from aframnews.com, African American News. Then Daily Nation Kenya, nation.africa. Daily Nation Kenya, nation.africa. So it's uh, one of the editorials on teenage pregnancy. Let's think outside the box. That is on teenage pregnancy. Let's think outside the box. And then another editorial, help Perez loans burden as people have lost jobs and cannot service their loans. Another editorial that goes, help is loans burden as people have lost jobs and, and cannot service their loans. And then, so we will go, so those are Africa opinion pages, then international opinion pages. So I will not pick all the international newspapers, there are so many, that thousands of newspapers across the world. So I'll just pick Project Syndicate, that is an authoritative quality opinion journalism. So Project Syndicate, that is America Star Reconstruction by Jeffrey Sachs. American, America Star Reconstruction by Jeffrey Sachs. Republican efforts at water suppression is a battle to maintain white supremacy. That is America's third construction by Jeffrey Sachs. Republican efforts at water suppression as a battle to maintain white supremacy. Then another editor, another opinion piece in the Project Syndicate, the West crisis of academic freedom. The West crisis of academic freedom for a greater intellectual effort to develop a shared understanding of the concept of and why it matters. So it basically talks about the declining, uh, the declining academic freedom in the West where opinions are now censored by lecturers. However, because academic freedom simply means that you air your views however outrageous they are, you are protected by academic freedom. Okay, and then a quick scan through the students' newspapers. A quick scan through the students' newspapers. Uh, so I begin with the Harvard Crimson. That is the Harvard. That is the Harvard Crimson. So student newspapers begin with the Harvard Crimson. So leave the leave the flag at half staff. So Harvard Crimson editorial leave the flag at half staff. That is in response to the killings of eight Asian Americans. And then an opinion piece still on the Harvard Crimson. That's a student newspaper. The paradox of peer review. That is the paradox of peer review. Okay, I'll just read one sentence from that opinion piece. Problematically, peer review assumes a veil of objectivity and expertise when it is an incredibly subjective process. So the paradox of peer review that appears in the Harvard Crimson uh, opinion pages. Problematically, peer review assumes a, a veil of objectivity and expertise when it is an incredibly subjective process. So that opinion piece in the Harvard Crimson calls into question the process of peer review where you have to submit your, for your work to be, sub, to be published in a reputed journal 
it has to be peer reviewed by authority figures in the industry so the author of the opinion piece is basically questioning the whole process that it is subjective then the Princeton student newspaper that is the Princeton student newspaper the daily Princetonian mental health matters we should act like it that is mental health matters we should act like it that's an opinion piece mental health matters we should act like it and then another opinion piece we are not your model minority stop the asian hurt of course asian american hurt is coming because the uh, americans associate that it the coronavirus came from china in fact a former president trump used to call corona a chinese virus and so that's where the asian hurt is emanating from so this opinion piece argues in the Daily Princetonian that you are not your model minority. And then another, uh, this I think is a feature article, it is not an opinion piece per se, this is a feature article, a history of American partisanship, a history of American partisanship. Why allowing divergent voices matters even as founding president George Washington didn't open this Pandora's box of diversity of opinions. So a history of American partisanship. So it basically argues that uh, George Washington uh, put the lead, didn't open the box on uh, divergent views and, and, and argues that this would make an honorable man to hold political office which will degenerate America. So this opinion piece looks at a history of American partisanship and why allowing a divergent process matters. And then another opinion piece, still at the Princeton student newspaper, the Daily Princetonian, that is the honor code is broken. Will you repeat, report a student that cheats? The honor code is broken. Will you report a student that cheats? So that's on the Daily Princetonian. And then, we move to Stanford Daily, discovering I was a person of color. Of course, uh, discovering I was a person of color, it was African Americans that is used to receive the most hate and derision, but now that hate is also going to Asian American, even especially as Corona is stated that it came from China now. Asian Americans are receiving a lot of hate. And then another opinion piece still in the stand for daily a message to the community stop asian hate a message to the community stop asian hate that is of course in response to the killing of eight asian americans two weeks ago that is a message to the community stop asian hate in response to the killings of eight asian americans and then lastly the student newspapers are look at the yale daily news that is yale daily news choosing politics that's an opinion piece choosing politics the space for students to disagree politically and be friends at the end of the day seems to be shrinking daily so that is choosing politics the space for students to disagree politically and be friends at the end of the day seems to be shrinking daily so that's an opinion piece on the Yale daily news and then another opinion piece circus mirror reflections on dress in response to the Asian American killing so it seems Asian American hate has dominated the American student newspapers. I haven't done student newspapers in Africa. 
because I didn't see any. There isn't a single university in Africa that publishes a student newspaper. So that's uh, about it for the opinion pages across the world and for the student newspapers in in America. So for now you can you can visit all these ideas that are found also in my book that is the new Africa Rising. That is the new Africa Rising. It's available on Amazon.com for only 4.99 dollars. That is the new Africa Rising by Collins Mabindo Kanga. It's available on Amazon.com for only 4.99 dollars. I've attached a link at the top, just copy and paste it into a browser. Then if you like the field tone and outlook of the book on the promise and potential of the book, just make a purchase for only $4.99. So you can also visit my website, that is www.mabinda.com, that is www.mabinda.com, so that we can gauge on my ideas on Africa and the world. Thank you so much for listening. As you can see, we have expanded the section. So after the next three hours, I'll be updating the episode again. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.